Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I'm Fred Kep. This is my jazz voice, and you're listening to the Teacher Recharge. Let's keep it smooth and keep it rolling. Top Oda morning to you. Hope your Monday is off to a wonderful start. I don't always guarantee things, but I will guarantee you this. If you listen to today's interview, your Monday is going to get that much better because I have in the studio for this interview, my good friend Dylan Grunzel, who's entering his third year as the assistant coach for the Newman University women's soccer program. In 2017, the Jets put together their best season in their Division II era, going 11-6-2 overall and 8-4-2 in conference play, which was a program record for wins in each of those categories. He's also the head coach at Wichita East High School for the women's soccer program. He won coach of the year this past year, and he took his girls to sub-state this last year, and the year before, he took them to the state tournament. So, obviously, he knows a little bit about what he's talking about. He's here to spread that knowledge with us, and it is just a wonderful interview. He gives lots of wisdom nuggets in here, so I think you're going to enjoy it. So without further ado, here is the interview with Dylan Grunzel. Enjoy! Hello! We are here in the studio today with none other than a very good friend of mine, Dylan Grunzel. He is the head coach at East High for the girls soccer program and he's an assistant at Newman University here in Wichita, Kansas. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. All right. So, what is something that you do to kickstart your week? Like how do you go into every single week? Is there any rituals? Is there anything you like to do? I actually uh got something from, you know, a podcast I used to listen to is putting together five things you want to accomplish for the day. And you just use those each day instead of a weekly thing. It's more of a daily thing. Try to accomplish just five things. You know, you can use three, you can do four, but again, no more than five. So we put down those and try to do those every day. So for example, can I go to the gym today? And then uh, build off that. So after that, you know, after I make it a habit and then I can put something else on there. So it's about trying to do things and accomplish things throughout the day and to build them into good habits. Yep. So you start every Monday like that, but do you do that every single day then? Are you, are you bringing in five things a day? Yep. Oh five things a day. It could be gosh. the, it could be the same thing. What a baller. Um, you know, it could be, you're trying to build them into a habit. Yeah. So can I do this? Same thing, and then where it gets to a point where I'm just naturally doing it, and I don't have to write it down and make it a goal. Like, I'm already doing it as a goal. Right. How, how many times does it take to make something a habit? Like, <laughs> what is that, like 18? I don't know. It's a, Some things longer than the others. Because it's yeah. like, you know, it's like uh, when you're a little kid, you know, you hated brushing your teeth. But now you do it as a habit every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just what you build. And so for some people, it's easy to go to the gym every day. Like that's right. a habit. For me, it's a little bit tougher. 
So I have to put it down there. It takes a little bit longer. But, you know, if I say, okay, I want to eat something healthy for lunch, okay, and make sure it's good for me, that is a little bit easier for me to do. I love eating. I mean, everybody yeah, loves food. So, Amen, brother. Um, <laughs> so I think it just it just varies on what you're trying to accomplish. If there's something, a goal that's a little harder to attain, it's going to take a little bit more time because you got to put a little bit more work into it. Definitely. What podcast was that from? Do you uh, know? Do you, do you remember that? <laughs> the MFCEO by Andy Frasilla. Okay. And I probably can't tell you what the MF off the CEO. So after <laughs> after you're done listening to this podcast, go check that one out. But only after you listen to this podcast. Because if you don't listen to this podcast, then I'm gonna cry, and that that's never a good never a good thing. Next thing I want to ask is, what is something that you do that other coaches or other teachers aren't doing? It's kind of an interesting perspective this week because you are a coach, and most of the people that are listening to this podcast are teachers. I think that coaches are teachers, though, in, in general, which is, I consider myself a teacher, even though I'm a coach. What's something that you do that others don't? How could they maybe even translate that to the classroom? I think something I do a little bit differently is I try to build my sessions over a little bit more based of common sense in the in the soccer side of things. The one thing I've learned is there are everything you got to base it on what the team you have. Okay, can it be good enough for your team to learn and pick it up quickly? Um, something that I've been pretty successful with is just putting sessions in that that kind of pull out common sense type ideas. Like for example, this morning I'm I'm training a, a nine year old. Okay, and I say if I'm facing to the left, which way am I going to run? She says to the left. And I say if I'm facing to the right, which way am I going to probably run? She says probably the right. Say, what if I'm running straight at you or facing straight at you? Am I going to go left or right? She's like, I don't know. And so we try to incorporate that into that idea is because she understood it without even running through the drill. Like, why? Why do we run at a player when we're doing 1v1 attacking? So it's just try to pull out those things, which I think is a little bit different. Like, every coach has their own style, Mm -hmm. and that's just the style I try to do is make something that they can incorporate that makes complete sense. Okay? It's just a common sense thing, but they just don't think about it because... Maybe they've complicated their mind or they've had a different coach that does it a different style. Yeah. So I think that's that's the way I try to do it. Okay. Common sense wise, if I run at a player, I can go left or right. If I run to their left, I'm probably going to go left where they can make it predictable, make me go that way. So I think that's something I really try to incorporate into it. All right. Cool. It's actually interesting talking about Dylan here because a lot of pretty much all of you probably don't know about this, but I was actually the assistant for his girls team this past year. And because of that, I was able to learn a lot from him. I really respect him as a coach and, and as an educator in general. And that is something that I, I I definitely don't do as well as him, but I have picked up a little bit from him. Is I just I love the way that you're able to, to take a session and really break it down to the bare minimum right there. Because it, it, that's really what it is. It's saying, okay, you know where you want to get with the session because you designed the session, but how can we take the student or the the player and get them there with us and get them there with us completely to where they're they're with us like they're not just like confused or anything like they've almost figured it out themselves by the time they get to the end and and that's something that i think you do a fantastic job with and that i've seen and, and that's something that you were just talking about right there so with that though how do you think a teacher could possibly utilize that like maybe even in the math classroom or, or something like that like how could it also be translated to an education setting in a classroom i don't know i mean that's a tough one I, i'd say you just kind of what you talked about is you know how a coach builds a session again you're trying to go from simple to something very complex Mm -hmm. and then to the game so i think you have to find a way to apply whatever you're working on whether it's mathematics or english or science and how do we make it make it very simple at the beginning and then progress into Mm -hmm. making it more complex i mean 
how you do that in each. You know, that's, you know, that's, I think, if you tell a science teacher, how do I build this from here from simple to complex, I think they're gonna be like, okay, that makes sense. Or an English teacher or a math teacher, you know, in any whatever field they're in, can you build it from simple and progress into something that's more and more complex as you go? I think they're gonna have a pretty good idea of what you're talking about. To me, it's just, Okay, I go from simple, we work on something individual, and then we add players, we add defenders, okay, we add different points that you have to run through. So that's how I know as a coach is how to take it from simple to complex. I had a I had a sixth grade teacher actually that would take with math actually and I I pat on the back for Fred, I don't think I needed it that much. But for the other kids in the class, because you know I'm perfect. <laughs> But what she would do was she would use, because um, I'm from Odessa, Texas, which is, I want I don't want to say, I, I'm definitely not from the hood or anything, but uh, a lot of the the kids that I was in class with uh, were from some, I, I would say, some rough situations and stuff. But what she would do with their examples and stuff is she would make them very relatable. So instead of counting apples, they'd be counting Camaros. You know, like, it's. I'm being so serious, though. Like, it, it makes it... <laughs> It made it more relatable. It made it more fun for the students. And, and then you see them kind of, you start, you start to see, okay, now they're engaged, which I think is huge, is getting that engagement. And then now we can work up to, okay, this is how you actually do it. This is why you're doing it. Right. So, I, I think that's like you said, it's the most important part is how to, how you make it fun for them. Right. Because people want to get better at things that they enjoy. Right. Like exactly. there's things that I don't enjoy. Like I don't like working on my car. I'm yeah. not going to take time to get better at it. So I'm your Camaro. Okay. Yeah. My Camaro. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's how can you relate things that may not be fun and how do you put a little twist on them to make them fun in soccer? Nobody really likes warming up. Okay. So how do you make warm up fun? Do you have a little game you can add in that incorporates all the movements that you're trying to add in? Right. Okay. And now they're having fun and they don't even realize that they're warming up. Right. Definitely. So. I love it. I love it. All right. So next, I wanted to know what is something, this is an awesome question. I'm pat on the back for me again, um, <laughs> because this is a good question. I really like to ask this, but what is something that you failed at and what was your solution? How did you react to that? Because everybody's human. Everybody fails. It's part of life. But I think how we react really is where the learning comes in. So what is something you failed at and what was your solution? I'd say when I was a, a younger coach is understanding how to get a point across in a session. Like how do you build a session for, uh, for players? And when I was younger as a coach, like I would focus on one topic or, and then this topic and then this topic and this topic and this topic. And now we've worked on four or five different ideas but they're not able to, the players aren't able to focus on one in the entire session. Right. And so I think that was tough for them to understand, especially if we're working something tactically, because if we're working on, for instance, building out of the back for 15 minutes, mm -hmm. and then we go to attacking in the middle third for 15 minutes, okay, it doesn't give them enough time to understand exactly what you want them to do in 15 mm -hmm. minutes. You can just do one activity and you go to a different activity that doesn't even relate. And so I think that was one of my failures as a younger coach is that while, yes, we were we were decently successful, but at the same time, could we have been more? Mm -hmm. And I think at times, you know, looking back on that, is that I could see players struggling, even though we worked on it. We only worked right. on it for 15 minutes. So my kind of solution was, you know, I reached out to our mentor of mine, who's actually our head coach at Newman and Aaron Avila, and he pointed me in the direction of doing coaching education. Mm -hmm. It's something that I really got involved in. Like I just got back from my premier diploma in Colorado. Congrats, which, by the way. That's really you. cool. Thank you. And, you know, you get a chance to work with some coaches that have been doing it for decades. Mm -hmm. Those guys were able to point me in the right direction. And how do you build a session? 
Okay. This is how you progress. This is why you work on one topic. Mm-hmm. So the mind for the player understands it and then goes from the simple to the complex. Mm-hmm. And so now they're able to understand it all the way through to the game. Yeah. Definitely. And so it gives a better idea. And then we had more success where, you know, we're able to build out of the back constantly. It wasn't just kind of, eh, we got it. And so I think that was failure that I had earlier. And then, you know, now going through coaching education, it opens things up. And now I understand it's just like a player going through training. Right. They may not be able to shoot a ball. That's why you train to get better at it. Same thing as a coach is that we may be good at some things, but there's always something we can get better at. If I'm not sure in something, is there a coaching education piece that's available for for me that I can take to help me better understand it? Right. You know, I think that's what, you know, just in this Premier Diploma alone, you know, we got to work on basically what the Premier Diploma is, is working on different systems and how do you incorporate trapping in a system or pressing in a system, you know, 442 or a 433. And so that gave me something different, some piece that I've never worked on, never coached pressing in the middle third or pressing in the attacking third. And so like I said, it's just another tool, I guess you can add in the tool chest and work for it going forward. So I think it's a, a vital piece that I, I'm glad I was able to ask about six years ago. Yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> I, what, I, what I really like about that that answer, though, is the the thought of like, as you got a little older, first off, you were really willing to learn more and you wanted to learn more. And then also recognizing that even even at the high school level even at the college level i mean pretty much human you could basically say just human beings <laughs> they really can't tackle uh, we really can't tackle four or five things in, in one you know hour and a half session it's just it's not an efficient way and the person <laughs> that the person that taught me that is right across from me. <laughs> so, I mean, he's even passing it down to other people, which is awesome. But like, if you think about it, you do get, it seems like you're going slower, but you're not because you're getting it done correctly. Right. You're getting it done correctly. And that is so big. Well, hey, I, I love that answer. Thank you for that. We're going to take a really quick break. Thank a sponsor and we will be right back. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. For you, the listeners of the Teacher Recharge podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I always ask my guest to recommend a book Dylan, what book would you recommend for people to get? I'd say a book called Wooden. It's a book I read when I first started coaching because, again, the book is about John Wooden and kind of quotes he's had and kind of how he approached his style of coaching. And um, if you're unfamiliar with John Wooden, you know, he's one of the most successful coaches probably in any sport ever. Kind of how he was not the loud coach. He was a very kind of a humble man. Quotes that he has that kind of they made so much sense. Uh, you know, the one that stands out to me most is uh, be quick, but don't hurry. It was a quote that I've used numerous times is we want you to be fast in what you do, but we don't do hurry and rush through it. So yeah. To download Wooden or any other of over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, go to audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge for your free audio book. And we're back. Guess what time it is? It's Story time! All right, Dylan. It is the time 
when we ask our guest to tell us a story, whether it's motivational, whether it's comedic, whether it's jaw-dropping, whether it's sad, whether it's heart-touching, does not matter. Dylan, give us your best story. Here you go. <laughs> the best story, best story. I would say it was back in high school. I mean, kind of just, you know, what we've been talking about in the in the coaching side. And I think it kind of shaped how I was, as a, how I am as a coach, is when I was a high school player, it's my senior year. And a buddy of mine, a guy named Neil Jawano, was our center back. Big, tall, goofy guy. I think he was like 6'4", real skinny, you know, skinny as a nail. And he, uh, we had a coach at the time, a guy named Coach Anderson, you know, he started the program at East. He's kind of, me- Neil's kind of messing with Coach, just kind of picking on him, you know, right before practice. We're having a good time with it, kind of laughing, and Neil's really enjoying this. And then Coach Anderson, he's kind of laughing and giggling, he just flinches at Neil. Okay, just does one of those uh, kind of flinch acts like he's going to run at him. And Neil absolutely just falls over. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, uh, you know, it was kind of funny to me and to the rest of the guys that Neil was trying all these things against coach and coach does this one little flinch and Neil just absolutely falls off his feet. <laughs> uh, coach Anderson, older guy, uh, a little bit of a bigger guy. He's a very serious guy at times, but that was kind of the first time we could really see his his comedic side. Yeah. It's where he can mess with players. And then throughout the rest of the year, we kind of learned more and more of what type of coach he was. He was definitely a player's coach. Yes, he'd get on our butts about things and you know, make us run. But he was, you know, really inside a player's coach. Mm-hmm. And I think just that story alone and seeing how he related to his players so much. While it's funny, it's also a way to see, you know, how he was able to, like I said, relate with players. And it kind of tied into what I do now. I try to relate with my players and have fun. Enjoy it. Let's work hard, but let's have fun. Yeah. You know, I think you have, definitely have to enjoy what you're doing. Um, and the players have to enjoy it too. You can't just run them into the ground and hope for the best. So interesting story about Coach Anderson. So I actually never had the pleasure of meeting him, but my first my first practice or first like coaching session at East, I was over the C team boys program last year, and I went in and at the East grass soccer field, there's a, a flagpole because that's where the flagpole is. And then there's under the flagpole, there's a uh, like a block, like a commemorative, like historical marker looking thing. And it has a plaque that has his name on it. And right under that, there's like a bunch of bricks, like on the ground, like laid bricks on the ground. And <laughs> it's they're They're set out in a rectangular shape and they're a good like six feet in between, like from the base of this statue kind of thing to to the end of where where the uh, bricks are and i remember i the first time i saw that i was like oh my gosh they put a dead guy here like they <laughs> they buried coach anderson on the soccer field so i started asking the boys i was like man is this his grave cuz they had just like poured the water like for the end of the day they had just poured it all over it and i was like yo, that's not really respectful. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. They just put that there. And I was like, why would they make it look like a grave? Like, that's so messed up. No. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Apparently, he's a legendary coach. I mean, not apparently. He definitely is a legendary coach. Apparently, he helped uh, start, basically, high school soccer in in Wichita, which is... One of the one of the originals, the OGs, if you will. So. Yeah, him and a him and about two or three others were kind of the reason why high school soccer started in Wichita. Yeah. So uh, you know, it was like a pleasure working for him and playing under him. So I got to work with him for two years before he passed from yeah. lung cancer. So definitely a definitely worth it. It was a good start. Like I said, he gave me my first coaching job ever. Oh, so really? uh, yeah. you know, that was where the start happened. Nineteen years old. Hey, twelve years cool. later, I'm still here. 
Wow, I love it. Cool. Well, hey, Dylan, we really appreciate you coming into the studio today and talking some life, talking some coaching, talking some teaching, and talking some strategy. If people want to find you or your program, how can they do that? For myself, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me there. You know, it's D Gruntzel, G-R-U-N-T-Z-E-L on both. And then for my programs, you know, we have uh, East High Soccer, which is Wichita East Girls Soccer. And then there's also Newman. You can find that as well. You know, it's a NU Women's Soccer. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming today. Remember, if you want to send in any stories or questions or topics that you want to see covered on this podcast, go ahead. Feel free to send them into teacherrechargepodcast at gmail.com. That is teacherrechargepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Dylan. And until next time, don't flinch, keep it simple, and achieve. Peace.